once again with a renegade master. Lord. Welcome back, people, to MM Talks, the podcast where we talk about motivation, inspiration, perspiration, get the hustle going. Zooming in, zooming out, feeling it, feeling out. Guys, how are we doing today? How are we doing on this fantastic Friday? I'm good, my bro. I'm yeah, good, good. You know, uh, had a little belly trouble yesterday, but Ooh. you know, we are right. We back. Um, it's actually been a very good week. You know, yeah. Few good things happening, and finally, momentum. Yeah, that momentum. Shift. I keep telling people that momentum shift. Keep striving. Keep going for it. Keep fighting for more, and eventually, you will get more. So yes, keep going, baby. Oh, we love that. I put my out of office on two hours ago. <laughs> I'm in party mode. I'm ready for some rest, recuperation, and lots of energy. Yeah. And today is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm hyped. Yeah, and actually something to mention about that. Ethan's put on his out of office, as have I, because next week we're, we're off and we're, we're going, we're going to, to Devon. And one of the things we've got, we're doing in Devon is we are doing a half marathon. And by the time you listen to this, we will have done it. We will have run it. But you know what? We will have not have finished. Raising money. Ethan, could you quickly just give us a very short breakdown of what we're raising money for? So we are raising money for the charity Just For Kids Law. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is a charity that targets uh, people between 10 and 25, providing them legal support, uh, as well as working uh, in advocating for youth, um, providing housing services and Mm -hmm. and support for uh, immigrants and uh, people to on the track of immigration, who would like to come into this country, yeah. um, as well as challenging legislation and laws and working on the decriminalisation of children. Fantastic. And so that's what, we're, that's what we're raising money for. So the link is in uh, my Instagram, your Instagram. I think it's in uh, the Instagram for Motivation Moments. If it's not, by the time you uh, watch this, it will be. Uh, we are raising money for a good cause. So guys, check the links. Do all of that. Fantastic. Check the links. Like, subscribe, you know, follow them. Follow yeah. it. Follow it, like it, review it. But that leads us on to experiences. Next week, we're going to have a fantastic experience of running a half marathon, right? Yes, you will. But in life, we've had so many other fantastic experiences. Yes. So today's podcast is a top three. We know that you guys love our top three. So we are doing our top three experiences in life. Who's trying to go first? These experiences shape us. They change us. And Ethan's about to break down how some experiences have changed his. So... I'm not going to talk about university because we, we had an episode on that. that yeah. Was a, well, that was a wonderful experience that I'd like to, uh, that I've spoken on. So I'm going to speak about uh, a holiday and then I'm going to bring it closer to home. Mm. So in early 2020, a month before the pandemic, I took a trip to one of the most beautiful places I've ever been to in my entire life. And that was Norway. Mm-hmm. And a specific part of Norway, which was uh, Svolvar on the Lofoten Islands, which Can you say that again? Sorry, one more time. So Svalbard in the Lofoten Islands. Bro, yeah. that, you need to put that into a rap. That somewhere, <laughs> somewhere in life I want to hear that in the flow because that, that sounded pretty, pretty mad. I'm mad to put subtitles up for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is a, a collection of islands in northwest Norway that one of my managers actually from work um, came from. So mm-hmm. shout out to uh, if you're listening. <laughs> um, and I'm going to start off with the journey there. The journey there took close to 18 hours it involved what? a number of trips we were trying to go cheap <laughs> and we, we definitely felt that but um enjoy the journey right yeah exactly <laughs> we had to fly to denmark to poland and then up to a, a small town called bodo uh, in north norway bodo? and from bodo uh, to get to svolva you have to take a boat <laughs> hold on you got a plane then i imagine a bus we got 
One, two, three planes. Three planes. And then we walked probably about 20 minutes through ice and snow, <laughs> waited a couple of hours at this station, and then took a boat uh, across to Svalbard. And I've crossed the channel a few times, but these waters were rough, yeah. and this boat was not big. And I remember being like, oh my God, I can't believe that I've decided to come out of here. It's, <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Like, I've been traveling for the last 18 hours and it's, it's just been madness. For 18 hours, you should be in like Singapore. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take me that long to get to Vietnam. <laughs> um, and then we come into the harbor and there are racks and racks and racks of these weird things that hang down, which I later de- determined to be cod. They, uh, Svalbard has one of the largest uh, ports and harbours and they, they catch hundreds and thousands of cod and they dry it. Um, and it goes around the world as a delicacy and they, they send their fish heads quite often to, um, like Nigeria is actually the biggest buyer of the fish heads. Um, but it was just a, a very surreal way to start this journey. Um, and as we walk through the town of Svalbard, I kind of slowly start to take in my surroundings. It's about three degrees, no, probably about two, yeah, uh, probably about a degree at this point, considering <laughs> it's the dead of night, and snow <laughs> is starting to fall, uh, walking through ice, just slipping over with not a lot of awareness around me, <laughs> and I see this this mountain, yeah, and this peak, and it's just incredible, and there is such a quiet to this place, going from London, and going from Liverpool Street Station, which is one of the busiest stations in London, to this incredibly small, serene village um in which everyone that i met given it was about 1am at this point was really just kind of welcome like, hi how are you doing how's it going um to arrive and then set up for the next few days and this part of norway is i can only describe it as being born from the sea yeah. thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago uh when volcanoes collided and magma forced or i guess yeah, forced uh structures into the sky Mm. Norway was born and it creates such an incredibly diverse landscape in terms of you going from the the sea and the fjords and flatlands to enormous intimidating towering mountains Um, every day being surrounded by that was unexplainable for someone that lives in London (laughs) the tallest we have is the shard and these are natural structures that are that dwarf the shard um in this time we also took buses which meant that i was able to take these time lapses of um the sunrise uh, across these fjords and mountains and across the snow and it was freezing but the people there are so lovely and warm and the food there is lovely and warm as well um we met people we spoke to people that had traveled the islands and had taken pictures of the islands we saw the northern lights on two occasions including a phenomena that this person that one of the people that we were traveling with and i really hope that he wasn't just saying it said i've never experienced this before there were ripples across the sky that you could see with the eyes and experiencing such a vastly different landscape and energy was just fantastic for me that that serenity and that just the beauty of nature Mm. and seeing all these animals and giant birds flying through the sky it was just unreal and i'd recommend it to anyone to just go and travel somewhere just geologically different to where you are now definitely definitely
Any questions? Should I go on to the next one? I was, I was just imagine. I can't lie. While you were telling that story, I got a bit transport transported and lost. I could see the mountains coming out, almost of what feels like coming out of the ocean, and I can see the the beautiful colours yeah. painted across the sky like a canvas. It sounds that fresh greenery. Oh, it sounds magical. It sounds. I don't know if anybody's seen a Studio Ghibli movie. How sometimes what you're seeing there just looks fantastical and almost like you're in a dream. I feel like that same scenery that you're describing there feels sometimes like a dream. And we were based very close to this lake. And I used to always stop at this lake because it was so peaceful and quiet and just gorgeous. You could see the stars reflecting off of the water and some of the kind of lights around reflecting and all of the houses. And it was just like, it's like the perfect Christmas movie. It was so amazing. And despite walking a lot and doing a lot of activity, you never felt tired because the surroundings energized you. I want to see those time lapses, by the way. I, I, I don't think I've seen them. So when you were saying it, I was like, hold on, I haven't seen these. So uh, next time. I will gladly show you. Yeah. Um, next up, and I was going to check if anyone's talking about national championships. Ooh, we've got a couple. We've got quite a few. Because I can <laughs> talk about my football team. Yeah. yeah. No, no, bro, do you think? So, um, okay. The national championship, 2011, 2012. Uh, 2011 was the year that I met Jed and Fabian, actually, at a tournament. And they inspired me to take up American football. I said, I, I want to do that. And this is me with a, uh, a cast on my right hand from shattering my wrist, rolling down the hill. Um, I was inspired from the point that I saw them and I learned the game and trained religiously with, with Jed and with a number of other friends that I still have to this day. Um, and in this year, going from a complete rookie to scoring my first touchdown in the first tournament on a play that I practiced for weeks and weeks and weeks and had trained at school and had trained at the park and had trained in the actual training sessions was amazing and I just wanted more of a taste for it. And we went through tournaments. Uh, we, always, we had a thing of losing the final game mm -hmm. until we came to the third tournament, I believe it was. Um, and this was our local tournament. It was hosted in Thornton Heath, so shout out to all you people from Thornton Heath. Just shout out to South London in general. <laughs> yeah, Any South real come on. Yeah. And we played fantastic first two games. We dominated the teams. We were coming into our form. We picked up a couple of players who had really improved the, uh, the quality of our team. And uh, it came down to the final play. They were just starting out, and we, we played five aside at this point, so there was maybe 20 yards to get. Um, so it was going to be a Hail Mary situation. Everyone but me goes up and the ball gets patted up in the air. And I said, okay, this is, this is why I stayed down here. This is why I didn't jump for it. Um, one of their players runs underneath the ball and catches it and he's running for the pylon in the, in the far right corner. And I remember going, it's me versus him. There's no one else here. I have to make a tackle. And throughout this tournament, I've been struggling to tackle as a safety. It was my first full tournament as a safety. Um, and to tell you the truth, I had a fear of tackling. But in that moment where your whole team is relying on you for the victory to get you potentially through to the playoffs, you have to step up. And I remember stepping up in that moment and the rush that like everyone, the team ran over and there was so much warmth and I felt inspired and my, my parents were both there. And it was something that was just so magical. And I think from that point on, I, I felt unstoppable. And that carried through to uh, the final tournament, which, we had, uh, which was based in Sheffield. Um, throughout the day, it got wetter and wetter, and we had a very slow start. Everyone was nervous, especially me. I got the first, I think, two balls <laughs> in the series, and we went down by, I think, two touchdowns. Two, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we went to a play that 
we'd run so many times and was just our home run hitter mm. and it worked and I caught the touchdown and from that point on we were just full like uh, foot to the floor going we were playing our best we picked up we won the first game handedly by the end of it by at least a couple of touchdowns then the semi-final we go to I'm not even going to mention the team's name because ugh. um but our local London rivals. And they spoke a lot on the sideline. They chatted a lot of rubbish and they said a lot of very mean things. As they always do. Exactly. But final play, it was our turn to lay the hammer down. A big hit following uh, the best interception thrown in existence. Gang. We caused a fumble and we picked up the ball in the end zone. We were through to the final against a team that had been there for four straight times. Yeah. Unfortunately for them, though, they could not make it this time. With a spectacular performance, but I'm going to say a Jordan effort, shout out to him. Shout out to Jordan. Who made one of our coaches <laughs> fling his hat into the air and collapse and scream. Yeah. A, a pitch of which I've never heard from this man, who has the most <laughs> deep voice you will ever, ever, ever hear in your entire yeah. life. Um, it was a movie moment for me and a moment that I will never, ever forget. I hold the medal to this day. I'm not particularly sentimental with things, but that medal is going to be with me till the day that I pass away. I hope I get buried in that medal. So if you're listening to this, potentially grandkids, so <laughs> grandkids, please bury me in that medal. <laughs> My final experience that I'm going to be talking about is uh, scouts and scouting. But I'm going to focus very specifically on scout summer camp. So this is a five to seven day summer camp in which we would go away. Uh, we would be put into patrols. So groups of kids, about five of us to a tent. And we would be responsible for the maintenance of our tent, for feeding each other, for cleaning up our areas, for maintaining the environment in which we were to exist. Yeah. This taught us a great deal of responsibility and interdependency and uh, consideration for your fellow person. For example, you were very much aware if a child hadn't showered that day and you would then go, you know what, you need to go and have a shower. You need to look after this space that we're all going yeah. to be sharing because we will all have to experience your smell or in some cases, <laughs> your rubbish. We also had to cook for each other. The, the idea of getting salmonella and having to wake up in the night to look after one of your kids is not the nicest thing, but also salmonella is a really horrible thing. Yeah. So we learned to cook for each other. We learned to look out for each other and we formed a very close bond in that week. We also took part in a load of activities such as hiking, which is, again, reliant on you being a team. Who's map reading? Who's motivating the team yeah. to get over this mountain? We were, mountain hills, let's be realistic, is England. Um, we were walking kind of eight miles as kids, independently, um, between checkpoints. That team bonding experience is one that I will never forget, particularly because these are kids that you don't necessarily know um, that well. We also did stuff like high ropes, kayaking, mountain biking, all things that are designed to test your mettle and to uh, give you an opportunity to push your limits um, and also establish boundaries. Am I comfortable doing this? Where, how far will I go? Can I go that little bit further? Um, Scout camp is a whole roller coaster of emotions because you have to take yourself and push yourself outside of the box. You can't rely on mum and dad anymore. It's up to you. And granted, there were adults there, but the, it's designed in such a way as to challenge you to become an adult, as to mature much more quickly and also pick up skills such as firelighting, such as archery, such as fishing, uh, map reading, valuable life skills um, 
that I still retain to this day and I've appreciated all of the opportunities that scouting has given me, especially as uh, I was able to share that with a lot of people from disadvantaged backgrounds. We did fundraising, we did lots of things in order to make summer camp the best camp possible. Mm-hmm. That's me. Those are my yeah. experiences. I was going to say, like, you see, like, even the map reading, because um, I can relate when, because I go back to Duke of Edinburgh and you learn how to read a map and everything. I didn't realise how much that benefited me to see actually watch people not being able to read a map yeah or not even like not being able to read a map even to look down on just even on your phone like obviously maps is kind of updated now where it kind of has that kind of shadow to show you where you're going mm. but before it wasn't like that and people still would get lost yeah. in the city <laughs> of saying oh how do i get here and how do i get there and, and i'm thinking like you know what i'm so glad i took something like that yeah at that age or at a young age to learn it to actually see how it develops and take me through through life skills I, I completely agree and i'm really glad that you've highlighted that because through map reading you are taught to visualize your surroundings yes and that Get means that when you're just walking you're constantly taking in little clues that you can refer back to if you ever need to re- yes. retread that yes. part yes and if you know me personally you know that i have an incredibly really innate sense of direction i know where north is at any one point yeah. i know how to get from a to b even if i don't know the streets to connect that i yeah, think that's yeah, something yeah. that we share yeah definitely definitely like it's one thing i i see all the time when i'm going places is that even if i'm somewhere i'm not it could be another country forever i know if i've left from this side mm-hmm. and i've gone this way and i've turned left i turn right i turn that way i know exactly which way to go back and it might not yeah. be the same way but i know yeah. i need to head in that direction to get back yeah. and that brings you comfort when you are traveling to these new places yeah. these places that can be uh, can provide a lot you with a lot of sensory overload yeah. if you can then go actually i know that place because i saw it i took it in i've taught myself to be familiar with these surroundings mm. very quickly you then become calmer you then become more able to navigate and able to relax and enjoy the experience of exploring yeah what i wanted to ask you is always what was it that made you want to take up scouting or who was it that pushed you towards scouting what was the whole reason behind it um i started in cubs when basically <laughs> one of my friends said oh come down it'll be fun we enjoy it and cubs is a lot more uh, you, have a, you have more games and stuff like that okay but i remember one of my early my first camps um i had a tendency especially when i was really young of waking up at the crack of dawn and i still kind of do that now but i've learned to relax a bit <laughs> but i woke up about 6 a.m the next morning and i couldn't stay in my sleeping bag it wasn't particularly comfortable and everyone else was asleep and i, I don't like you know when you wake up first at someone else's house and you're just like what do i do now what? yeah what's going on so i put my clothes on and i got out of the tent and the fire from the night before was still smoldering now granted i was about seven and a half, eight years old. I probably shouldn't have been playing with five, but I trusted myself. <laughs> <laughs> Said right before it is asked. <laughs> and I relit this fire and I just sat in the forest completely by myself, able to just take in the surroundings, the sounds, the walk through the bluebells, um, have a fire going that brought me warmth. And that experience I wanted more of. And Scouts was Cubs, but on a it was just it was scouts it was cubs magnified everything that you did you got to do 10 times harder you got to yeah. do stuff like chopping up the wood with an axe because they would teach you to do those things you would learn uh stuff like fire safety how to make sure that you're not gonna burn yourself 10 different ways to start a fire yeah. Yeah. and scouts really just enabled me to to learn these skills that you don't typically build in london yeah, um, as well as 
experience nature and the nature of the UK in particular in a way that I'd never experienced it before, mm-hmm. particularly when you're living in or you're sleeping in it and surrounded by it for up to a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it sounds wonderful, and I think I, I can share that sentiment uh, yeah. with Scouts and Cubs the same. So, thank you for sharing that with us. And you know, if anybody's listening and they're, they're not sure. Take your kids down to couch to scubs to, to guys sort it out. They might have some fun. Yeah, they might they might they might start a fire at eight years old and it'd be perfectly okay. <laughs> um, we're not condoning that. No, we're not we're not condoning that. Yeah. But what we are condoning is Fabian's five minutes of food. Yeah. Zero, let's go, baby. It's about to go down. Fabian's got something a bit special for us this so time. We're gonna do a quick fire one. So maybe try this one with your friends, you know, family, try this one at home. But right now, for these two guys, what I want to do is literally this is quick fire so the first thing that comes to mind i want you to think about not even think about it i'm going to say give you the question yeah. and then you're going to put it down yeah okay. so because it's kind of on the spot mm-hmm. who's going to go first before i ask the question i, I think th- you should pick i should pick yeah i'm going to pick jeb because i like to put jeb on the spot i'm ready okay yeah. all right so it's saturday night okay so I'm chilling, is what you mean? Yeah. All, take- <laughs> all takeaways are closed. Huh? Right? Where am I living for all takeaways? <laughs> yeah, all takeaways are closed, yeah, yeah. or they can't get to you. Yeah, yeah. And right, I need a drink, main meal, mm. and a dessert. Go. Water, marmite on toast, marmite on bananas. Oh, bananas? <laughs> Let's go back to the taboo episode and put that bit in there. <laughs> yeah, to be in there. No, I, I, no I, we're, we're not. We're not having that. You're stalling. He's I stalling. Said, no, no. I was just, just, just trying to create. I was just trying to create a happy, happy environment. Okay, no, I'm taking my. Yeah. Like, uh, hey, no. So no. you said my master. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. So so drink wise, I, I don't drink alcohol, so it's, it's easy. It could be me. anything. I'm having. I'm having. I'm having a juice. I'm having an apple juice. Okay, there we right? go. Then I'm gonna have. I'm gonna make myself a nice uh, spaghetti bolognese. Okay. And then to finish off, I'm gonna have a fruit salad. Okay. And that's what I'm having. Fruit, yeah. fruit juice. Spaghetti bolognese and a fruit salad. Alright, cool. With me? Yeah. So, I'm gonna go for something very simple as well. I'm gonna do like a chicken and chorizo with rice. Um, so, very quick. I chop up some garlic, chop up some onion, uh, chuck it in, uh, chuck in some cherry tomatoes chopped up, um, chorizo, and really start to, to cook in the flavour of that chorizo and the saltiness and the spiciness of the chorizo into the garlic and onions. And then, uh, chop up some chicken breast. Chuck it in, boil up some brown rice, specifically brown rice for this, and then uh, transfer the brown rice into the pot. Mix it all together. It's delicious, it's flavoursome, it's good to go. You can do it with a little side salad very quickly. And then for dessert, oh, I have to think of a very quick dessert. I'm going to go with just like a banana split. So we're going to get some some ice cream. Stealing my banana idea, I see. I think... But Improving like, on it quite significantly will be uh, I mean, um, Okay, let's, let's do a poll next Friday, yeah? yeah. A Marmite banana or a banana split? Yeah, gang, gang, gang. I want to make so see. many bot Instagram accounts. Why have 10,000 people voted for Marmite on banana? <laughs> so we're going to split the banana. You all know how to make a banana split. It'll be delicious, it'll be a great time, and it'll be quick. I can't, I don't know what a banana split is. You know what a banana split is? So you get a banana, you split it, cut it in half. No way. Um, Put my mind in it. Three scoops (laughs) of chaos for Jed today. Three scoops of chaos. Yeah. Um, Three scoops of your favourite ice cream. Yeah. 
um, then some maybe some hundred thousands, maybe syrup of your choice. Oh, like a sweet yeah. thing. Okay, yeah. Yeah. that sounds really nice. Eh? Yeah, that sounds much better than yeah. my banana. Hey, bro, we don't know. We don't know what the people say. We don't know what the people say. Cool. Next one. Baby, hit us. All right. So me, like I said, so the reason why I said all takeaways closed, so you know you can still kind of cook your own takeaway. You know, trying to have that vibe. You know, you might have a meal in and that evening. So what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go homemade chicken burgers, right? So yeah, I'm gonna get the chicken breast. I'm gonna you know hammer it down. Get me flying it out and get it nice and breaded. I'm gonna fry that in just a little bit of oil. Yeah, take it out and then deep and then fry it again because we like to double fry it, get it extra crispy. So we're gonna do that in a nice brioche bun, and then we're gonna put some lettuce on top of that, and we're gonna make a homemade spicy mayo on top of that. That's going in there. Side dish with that is going to be um, sweet potato wedges. So we're gonna do that in the oven. They're gonna come out really nice. Again, nice and crispy. Have those. And the drink to go beside that is going to be homemade fresh strawberry lemonade. So we're going to have with that. And then for dessert, I would have gone apple crumble, but for my sweet tooth, this is what you got to do. So you're going to go to Tesco's, or you're going to go to Sainsbury's, whichever one you want to go to, don't matter, no controversy out here. You're going to get either the Tesco Finest or Taste the Difference cookies. Sorry, they have eggs in it, so you can get the other ones that don't have eggs in it, which is the shortbread ones. He's already out of it, because you yeah, said mayo. You said, you said brioche bun and mayo. He's already in it. Uh, yes, you can. Well, that is not vegan mayo. They're not having the house. You said homemade. I don't know how uh, you... Right, it's homemade, right? So, how's it trying? I, said I don't know how you make a homemade right. vegan mayo. The mayonnaise can be vegan, but the brioche certainly cannot. <laughs> but, it's food. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. And then, we're going to go... See, now you made me lose complete track. You were doing... doing yeah, so yes, yeah, right, right, the cookies, right? You're going to get a cookie, put it in a bowl, microwave for 30 seconds, warm it up, and then put nice vanilla ice cream mm. or ice cream of your choice on top of that, and that is your homemade cookie dough. And top it off with some Marmite. You're really trying to drive this home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're going to set Jed's own YouTube page up. Why should they sponsor us? Why should Marmite sponsor us, Jed? Because of all this talk, yeah? And then nobody will be talking noise about it no more. If Marmite sponsor us, so is Adidas. No, what are you doing? Yeah. I will stop the Marmite slander if they sponsor us. Yeah. I actually like Marmite, but Marmite and Milano. <laughs> a marmite with ice cream and a cookie. I might quit the pot. No, no, no. But I'm, I'm just, I'm just pushing this idea, and I'm, I'm, I'm now gonna not push it too far. But what I mean is, you know how uh, sweet and salt go together really well, like salt and caramel. Yeah. I'm trying to work out: is there a thing? Uh, no. And I know Fabian's gonna say no, <laughs> but I'm trying to work out: is there a thing that's that's no. sweet that could really go with marmite? No. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying no, to put, put it out there. Cause guys, if you have marmite already, Listen, yeah. sweet, that's not Someone got my cousin marmite shower gel for Christmas, like I said, and it's still sitting there. No one doesn't use that. I, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't. There you go. Marmite yeah, marmite. I wouldn't. That just reminds me of the, the vine with the, the kid in peanut butter. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> do, do you have any more questions for us? Or, uh, uh, <laughs> I think no, that was it. Like I said, quick fire one. We can move on and I will take... My shot, I believe. Let's hear it, bro. Let's hear it. Experiences. Uh, yeah. um, Bring it down. My experiences. So, you know what? I liked where you went with um, the national championship. Mm. But I'm going to go with same kind of thing, but winning and losing. So, for me, my first year playing American football was very different. Because I came up from where, in school, I was the fat kid. Or I was a bit too fat. Weren't really good at much. And it's like, I found American football. And then was just practicing. You know, you know when you first start something, you haven't gone to a game yet, so you're just practicing, you don't know if you're any good. And then I had my first game, and I was pretty 
decent at this. I was like, I can play. And um, well, then we won. We won one game. Then we won two games. Then we won three games. Then we won four games. And then it came to, came to think that like, I go home and mum said, what, did you win? I said, yeah, did you win it? Said, yeah, said, what, do you look, never lose? I said, well, we don't want to lose, but yeah, <laughs> we haven't lost yet. Mm. And um, it got to the final. Now, it's this whole thing where I'm talking about more winning and losing. It's that don't get so confident in the win. Because I feel like we went to the final and finally went up to someone against someone that was capable of beating us. And we got beat. It came down to the last play. Or it was very close. What team was this? This was the other Warriors at the time. Were them? Really? I'm sure it was them. I don't think... I don't think no, he, he was there because this is when we had Lewis as running back. Okay. Yeah, Lewis? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah, so this was... <laughs> this was when... Um, this was the year before you won it, innit? Yeah, so yeah. This, this, wasn't, this wasn't Ben at QB. This was before... Even ben. before Ben, okay. Yeah. 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 This was literally my very like first year. like 2009, yeah, like, yeah. Literally right at the beginning. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so basically got to the final and we lost. Now, I just remember being so upset and crying and just being upset. Like, I remember going back to the change room, not sitting there, nobody. Yeah. And all I remember it was just like, I finally became good at something yeah. and I couldn't even win yeah. the final one. Yeah. It's like, you know, we won all season and then you got to the final thing. Like, you know, imagine never losing the game. Like, for me, it was like, I'd never been a part of a team or a part of something like that that we was winning all the time. Mm. To think that, like, you know, you're going to win, like, you know, a national championship or you're going to win a trophy or something. I've mm. not been a part of it. So it was getting to that point and doing that and not realising it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember at the end feeling that loss and said, no, nah, I can't, I can't go through this again. I don't want to feel this loss. Like this loss can't happen. Yeah. And um, I remember coming home and my mum said, look, so did you lot win? I said, we lost. She went, what? And it's like, my mum was more like mad than I was when I lost. <laughs> but she was like, you lot win all season. And then lose the final. Like, what is the point of playing? And I'm like, because like, no, at this point I'm just so upset about it I'm like, I just can't, like yeah it's, just, it's over and that's the whole thing like I said I shared that experience because it was that whole thing like enjoying the wins but enjoying the wins to the point where you think you, it's always going to come round and mm. I think it's like never get complacent yeah. in battle yeah and I think that's what it was and it kind of gave me that experience of saying you know what always work hard yeah. If you're trying to work towards something, if you're a part of a team or you know you're out to get something, you're out to achieve something, mm-hmm. put the work in because someone might be putting, or might, most likely is putting the same kind of work in as you or more. Mm-hmm. And it's always trying someone coming up behind you to get that work. Yeah. So that was my first experience. I won't go too much on that. But for me, that was just, it was a very big changing point in me to say, you know what, okay. Because from that, from my, what I took from it was like, I need to go to gym. I need to get fitter, I need to get faster, I need to be stronger, I need like I need to be what is more. Yeah. And so that's what I got from that. Second experience. And then he went and won a championship. Just 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 yeah. to put that in there the year after, I don't think they lost a single game. No, we didn't. We, we didn't. didn't and, 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 and beat the team, beat the Wooden Warriors the next year yeah. handily. Yeah. I see I remember seeing highlights of this guy playing, I was like, this man can move! And has gone on to win championships after that as well. Yeah. So that loss spurred you to great success because you took action points and transformed yeah. it 
into winning. Yes, 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 yes. Thank, thank you, thank you, team. Thank you. Call you back, bro. But yeah, so um, moving on from that, um, I think I'm gonna go into the traveling as well. Yeah. Because I think for me that was a big part of me where it said there's more to life than just London. Yeah. And when I mean traveling, I traveled alone, and I went to Singapore. Stayed in Singapore for two days alone and just walked around, saw the best bits. Wow. Went to Sydney to see family. Um, left Sydney, went to LA for a day or so. And again, alone. And then he said left Sydney, went to LA. They're not, they're not close. <laughs> they're yeah, not close. It's only about 40 now flight. <laughs> yeah. And um, also went to Toronto. And for me, it was like I'd never been to Singapore before. I'd never been to LA before. I'd never been to Canada before. And going to all these different places by myself, and it wasn't a case of I just sat in a hotel. Like, I went to LA, I only had a day, but I went to Santa Monica Pit, and it's like seeing all these different parts of the world. And it's like, I tell like my little cousins, and I say, You've never been to a shopping center outside? And they're like, What do you mean? I said, Well, you know, you look at like Westfields, like you can kind of go from outside to another shop or so, or you look at something like an outlet like Ashford it's a big circle and it's all outside I said in the States each shop just has its building but it's a whole mall like outside yeah yeah do you know what I mean it's, so it's completely different like you go to Foot Locker it's there and then you cross over and then you go to Nike and it's there but it's not in one building it all they all have their own building yeah and for me seeing that like down by the beach was amazing and like I'm seeing that night time it's busy everyone's just doing what they're doing and it's like, for me, I'm just like, I'm here alone. Mm. Like, right now, in, in life, mm. I'm in a whole other country, enjoying myself, by myself. Yeah. I'm not thinking about nothing at home. Yeah. And there's so many places to go in the world where you can travel and see things. And I think it really, that kind of sparked a good part of me to say, like, you know what, I want to do this more. Because that was more of the city stuff. So when we like, you know, you're talking about Norway mm. and then like there's Sweden, there's all these parts where you go like untouched greenery, like, you know, the seven, um, seven wonders of the world. Yep. Like seeing all of those kind of things, you think those places have been there for thousands and thousands of years, untouched mm -hmm. and see my many people. But so many of us will just spend our 40, 60, 80 plus years or our whole life in one city when there's thousands of cities all around the world to see. Mm -hmm. And I always encourage people to go out and travel, jump on any plane you can, just go somewhere, just for a day, to see what it's like. Yeah. So, yeah, traveling for me is big. That must be so empowering, just knowing you can go. Yeah. You're good, wherever you go, you yeah. can go. You've yeah. got yourself and that's what you need, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it's incredible. It. And it goes back to what you talked about Duke of Edinburgh as well, like you were doing these things where you were learning, yeah. orienteering and learning, just yeah. literally a, a sense of direction in a space other yeah. than the one you're used to. That's you. it. And that helps, it really does help and you're, you've shown it there. So one, you look, believe in yourself and two, you know you've got the skills equipped to take yeah. it further. It's powerful. Yeah. And the fact that you actually go into Duke of Edinburgh goes on to my number three. Ooh, and that's transitions are smooth over yeah. here. <laughs> it's going back to what we did and that was Kyra Snowden. Oh, yeah. Because for me, like, that was the reminder. Mm. Like, you said you wanted to do it. I said, like, yeah, cool. Like, I don't mind. Like I'm, like, I'm up for it. Like, I used to do that stuff. That stuff was cool. And I didn't realise how much I loved going outdoors and being in nature. Yeah. Until we did that again. Yeah. Like, 
till you took me there and I think it was the first like 10-15 minutes into the walk mm-hmm. and I realised we're away from civilization right now yeah and I realised that this is where I want to be yeah like this is actually where I want to be like first thing in the morning all I can do is hear birds waterfalls like just nature itself no cars no sirens not worried about if my phone's gonna start ringing mm-hmm. just literally in a mountain away from everything yeah and it made me realise how much I said, this is what I need to do more of. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a case of like, oh yeah, I like it. I'm at peace. Yep. And I think that's what everyone needs to find in themselves. What makes you at peace? Mm-hmm. Because you can be rushing around day in and day out. And at some point you're going to crash. Yeah. So you need to find that thing that makes you at peace. Whether it be yoga, whether it be going away, whether it be disconnecting from everything for five minutes. Yeah. And at that moment, like there, like I felt like I got weeks back of like just life and emotion and energy. Like the whole point, like when Superman goes to the sun mm-hmm. and he powers up. For me, it felt like a power because it felt like, wow, yeah, like you know, you know that whole relief. And yeah, so like I got to say, like thank you for bringing me, even showing me that again because it really made me think about all the times I did Duke of Renova, mm-hmm. all the times I did cadets, mm-hmm. and I was walking in all of these, over these hills, setting up camp, and just being away from everything, and just with good people, having good conversation, yeah. and literally good times. Yeah. So bring on more of that, bro. Oh, for real, bring on more of that. And you know what, it was even that moment right at the end where you know we'd climbed and we'd come down, and then we jumped in the lake, uh, and just the sereneness of that, because by the time we were, we'd gone up and come down, everybody else was trying to jump on the mountain. And we yeah, were like, yeah. we were there first, move. Yeah, but then yeah. when we come back down, we, we found this little spot on the side. Yeah. And then it was all silent again. And it kind of yeah. reminded me of the morning when we were yeah. just going up on our own. And um, you got to really bask in the glory, right? Yeah. yeah. And there's a gorgeous picture which, which, which Fabian has got. The, look, the back is broad as well. You can tell I've been in the gym and um, out on the lake, and you could just f- almost feel the serenity and the peace that's within yeah. you, and you can feel it in that picture. So you might have to uh, add that into a post yeah, uh, I for, might have to. following might have this to. podcast, you know, because that's a powerful, powerful. Yeah, and it's like literally said, like even that picture there, because it's that being in that lake, and I'm looking out, yeah, and I just see all these mountains, hardly anyone around, and it's quiet, mm. and it's like I'm at peace. Like you don't like you don't feel like there's any worry right now. Like I'm not worried about anything happening right now. <laughs> there could be all freaking sharks, crocodiles in that lake. There could be anything in there. There could be eels. <laughs> I'm standing there like yeah. There probably man. were eels in that lake to be fair. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's what I mean. I'm, and I'm just there like yeah, I'm good. This is life. Yeah, this, that's it. Life is good. Life is good, man. <laughs> but yeah. So hold on. What we're saying is, us all just move to like the middle of. Like the wilderness in Russia, and just set up a house and build a house in the forest. I don't know about nobody there. Russia. Yeah, but there's nobody else there. There's nobody else there. Probably I the forest. What, I will go set up in Russia if I can have ten dogs. Probably, bro, they probably just come that, to you at the same time as me. In the wilderness, you just, they just come to you, bro. Yeah. Just, yeah. Okay, I'll have a panther. A panther. Not in Russia. It would freeze to death in seconds. <laughs> okay, okay, one of them wild, them wild cats that live up in in. Links. No. They got lynxes and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I know. I just need a lot of animals for a place like that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, if you're in the wilderness, you just have animals come to you. Well, and if you're it. living amongst nature, they'll, they'll be like, oh, this is, this is I, our... I our told you this is why I plan to buy land in, in um, Australia, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Watch out for that. Yeah. And, and the panther. I'm 
telling you straight. Don't, hey, listen, remember I told you that you're going to see me riding an elephant soon. Don't worry. Riding an elephant. And you with, the, with your kids as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, get ready. How long? Time long? We'll put the time no, on? No, no, no time limit. Two, three, four, five years? No, no, no time limit. It's just going to happen. <laughs> We're looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, Cool, I'm gonna I'm gonna get into mine. But it's you, bro. This I, is you now. Like I, we're done. You gotta close this episode. Like we've been here now. You know what's crazy is I'm just sitting here basking in the glory of two of two of my closest closest people in the world because you've done you've both done some amazing things. Yeah. And what I really I I'm so over the moon is about is that some of those things I was involved in. Yeah. So like some of my favorite people and I get to share that with you. So thank you for involving me in your lives because. You're very cool people. <laughs> That's what Thank I'm you about. for being there, bro. <laughs> so um, the first thing I want to talk about is uh, going to the Acropolis in Athens. Okay. Going, going to the, the middle spot. And the reason why I'm going to talk about it is because it kind of takes me back to what you were talking about with Snowden. Mm. It's just being somewhere that is so much larger than you. And I don't mean larger in size. I mean larger in uh, feel, larger in how, the space it takes up within culture within history within society within within my mind you go somewhere that at one point was the hub of culture potentially for the whole western world you go somewhere that represents uh where a lot of spirituality and religion came from you go to somewhere that represents modern society for a lot of people and being right at the top of that overlooking one the whole of athens which is a beautiful beautiful space and two has all this spiritual energy around it and some people go there and they you can tell that they're having these really spiritual experiences and seeing these what once would have been incredible momentous vast structures now broken away is also another experience within itself mm-hmm. you're seeing entropy of humanity you're seeing entropy of things that once were and no longer are and now are just places where people go to take pictures as opposed to go to feel their their gods and speak to their gods right and that in itself is it's refreshing and it lets you know nothing in this world is, is, is infinite. Because even things which were as great as the Greek gods, you know, we've all seen Hercules, we've all seen the, the effect, and we've all probably learned about it in, in school, about uh, ancient Greece, right? To see what once was this amazing thing crumbled and now just be a tourist attraction lets me know that everything in my life, no, nothing, is too, nothing is too grand and too big. Everything grows and fades and, and that's really powerful and it's beautiful to know because it one teaches me not to take anything too seriously because these things everything passes but two it teaches me to enjoy everything that I'm doing because everything passes uh, and I loved it I loved being in that moment one experiencing the, the grandiosity of it and two knowing that everything passes and I'm and I'm okay with that so yeah that's my first one nice bro yeah I just I just <laughs> feel, feel a lot of it right um, the second one and this is one that I talk about uh, is one that I bring up kind of regularly but I'm very happy to bring it up regularly and that is the creation of motivational moments yeah. and this is an experience an ongoing experience this is a, an endless experience which I'm so blessed to have because now we're kind of at a point where we are playing with what motivational moments is and we're also constantly adding to it right yeah. so we're all slowly taking on more roles and adding to this which I think is really cool. I yeah, think yeah, yeah. We, are, we, are, we get to a point of comfort. Like we do something for a while, we get to a point of comfort and then we say, step up. And then we say, step up. And then we say, step up again. Mm-hmm. And that's sick. That's so sick. Like there'll be times where Fabian will be like, oh, what about this? And we're both like, okay, cool. With the, with the five minutes of food just yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Like we were just on the way back from getting our coffee. And we're like, okay, what's, what's the thing here? What's the play for five minutes of food? And you were like, I've got it. 
and we were just like, let's go. And the fact that that's this space that we live in, which is really positive, yeah. where we can all just throw ideas and be like, let's do it, is awesome. And the fact that it's a collective as opposed to an individual is also really important. Because you've both spoken about the importance of team. Whether it's playing American football or going to scouts, you've spoken about the importance of team and combining roles to, to reach the betterment of everyone. Mm. That's what we're doing here. We are taking the skills that we've learned in scouts, in American football, in other situations, and we're putting it all into this. I love it. Yeah. I don't like, I think it goes back to what I said on the way back. I said, like, it's about your circle. Mm. And it's like, I think with, between us, mm-hmm. we're so open with everything mm-hmm. where no one judges anyone when we bring up an idea. Yeah. Where, where some people, you might bring an idea to the table and people go, oh, that's so stupid. Yeah. Like, you don't... No, like, none of us come with that energy. It's like, if I bring an idea to the table or you bring an idea to the table, it's always like, okay, oh, but what if we do it this way? Yeah. It's like, you know, for instance, like, before we said experiences, it was like... Um, memories. Mo- memories. Mm. And it's like, oh, no, let's not do it that way. Let's do it this. And it's like, it's almost the same thing, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's that whole tweak in it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I always say why we will go so far no matter what we do because it's that being able to tweak what each other do and be okay with it yeah and i think that's what makes great business yeah. too many people want to be the head of the table mm-hmm. or like no i don't want to listen to that person you're not my boss it's like there's none of that here mm-hmm. it's like we all see us as each other as kings yeah and that's the best thing about this so 100 percent. Well, please continue bro no that that kind of sum- surmises it perfectly and i, I, lo- I, I love it i love it so much because <laughs> Like I said before, you two are two of my favourite people and I'm doing something that I really love. It's in my yeah. top three experiences in my life, apparently. So here we are, enjoying it. So thank you. Like, I know you said thank you for, for the experience of going up. Snowden, thank you to both of you for being in this space with me because it's a wonderful space to be in. And then the final, my final experience. Oh, I'm caught between two. Yeah, I'm going to do it. My final experience is getting my first tattoo. Okay. Now, the reason why I want to put that up there is because we've spoken about a lot of things where we're having fun and we're enjoying and, we, mm-hmm. and we've grown from something, right? Um, or we've experienced something that we never would have experienced in a, another situation, like climbing a mountain or going to Norway, which are both incredible experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I'm putting my tattoo up there is because not long before I got my tattoo, anybody who knows, knew me before I was like 18 would have known, I would have said, never getting a tattoo in my life. Never ever getting one. I don't need to get one. Why would mm-hmm. I get one? Um, and that changed that changed there was a moment in my life where i knew i needed to get a tattoo because i wanted to remember remember someone i wanted to have something that constantly had that person on me you know because i know that they were always they're always with me right but i didn't want that to be my first tattoo because that was too emotional that was too important and i would have just lost it the second (laughs) the tattoo started so i need to get one before that and so I reached out to a, a really uh, close friend of mine who just started her journey tattooing. And so it kind of all fitted together. I needed to break this barrier, this fear of getting a tattoo. Um, and also this person had started their journey. So I felt like getting a tattoo from them was, was being potentially part of their journey as well. So that, that was really, really, really cool. And it was getting over that fear. And since I got that tattoo... I'm now kind of obsessed with them. I don't have oh, yeah. the, I, I don't currently have many, I've got five. Uh, and they all tell a story and they all, you know, I spoke about the Acropolis and then one of the tattoos is one I got in Athens. So like these moments are captured on, on me forever. I'm sure I'll get a tattoo at some point for the Warriors. I'm sure I'll get a tattoo for loads of other experiences. 
And so what it did was it forced me to see my body and see a whole, an experience that once was cut off from me in a whole new light and a way of telling stories. And if you can't tell, I love telling stories. And so to be able to tell stories through the canvas of my body is a blessing. And it is about overcoming fear because I definitely had a fear of getting tattoos and getting something permanent. Mm. I definitely know that people are like, I don't want to mark my body permanently. And that makes sense. But I got over that fear. And on the other side, I see a much larger world in that aspect. And so sometimes it's about saying, do it, get through the fear and change something about yourself. Yeah. Well, listen, I completely get like, I've got loads of tattoos. Yeah. And, um, the tattoos are sick as well, bro. I never, I don't think I have a comment on them. They're incredible. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because some people don't actually realise that I've got some, they're like, oh, is that, how long have you had that for? I've had this for ages. And yeah. Like, um, I think... At the early stages when mum passed, tattoos mm-hmm. was my escape. Yeah. Because I kept, like, most of my tattoos are on because of my mum. Like, I've got my mum's name, mm-hmm. I've got the dates, everything. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, continuously, continuously, continuously on to the whole point. Like, I've got the sand timer on my um, chest. Mm-hmm. And on top of the sand timer, it's a woman's face and she's got a hat and it's got my mum's initials in it. And on the sand timer, it says, if I could turn back the hands of time. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, there's so many pieces I've got on and there's so many more I want to get. Mm. And at first I feel like it was an escape, but now it's like, I like them. Like I've, always, yeah. I've always liked them and it's like, I want to get more, but it's like, it showed me that I wanted them to mean something. Mm-hmm. Not the whole point, you know, you want to get a tattoo just for the sake of getting a tattoo. Yeah. It's like, get it to mean something. Like you said, it's going to be in your body for permanently. Mm. Like it's on there for the rest of your life. Yes, there's ways to take it off, but get it to mean something. Mm-hmm. If you want it on there, Make it be something like you want to see, like, you know, seek discomfort. Mm. Give us a reminder, I always want to seek discomfort. Yeah. It's yeah. funny, the other experience I was going to talk about was yeah. going to be involving looking at this tattoo and doing something. So, yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. that. So, yeah, no, I completely get the whole tattoo side of it, bro. Love it. It's, yeah, and it, I just, it's, a, it's a version of storytelling that I really connect to. And mm. on, on that, I want to say, guys, vote and comment and, and like what tattoo should Ethan get to start off his journey and that's not by force you know if he doesn't want to get one he doesn't want to get one what tattoo should I get yeah, yeah. what tattoo would suit Ethan hashtag not Marmite <laughs> <laughs> hashtag not Marmite that yeah. might just become a running yeah, yeah, yeah. thing but real talk would Ethan look good with a sleeve would he look good with a face tattoo I think you'd look really good with a face tattoo you know? <laughs> <laughs> where did you get your first one <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. it's on my chest it's on my chest you know, on my heart you know yeah, yeah. big things um, but yeah yeah. What did you forget, guys? And also let us know what experiences have framed your life, what experiences have changed your life and really sit near and dear to you. What would you have on a Saturday night with all the shops closed for a quick one-two punch? Yeah, it could be something you've seen on TikTok. It could be anything. Like, just think about something that you might want to cook or try. Yeah. The one thing I always say about cooking, people think they can't cook. Some people can't cook, but <laughs> it's the whole point of, like, everyone can cook. Try it. Like... It's like, don't expect to get it right the very first time. Yeah. Because it's, you, like, when you look at these head chefs, they're not head chef from yesterday. They're a head chef for the last 15, 20 years. Yeah. Like, I remember being in chef school and seeing the head chef peel a, um, a mushroom. Now, when he peeled this mushroom, right, he made it look like a spinning top. What? And I'm like... That's sick. How is that even How's that possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, this takes many years. When you start peeling them constantly, it takes many years. I'm just like, Jesus. And that's what I'm saying. Like, There's so many things. Like, They say to pick up a habit, you need to do it for at least six months. 
for it to actually stick. So start with one dish, start with two dishes, cook it every other week, you know, just to see how bitter you get it. See if it does need a bit of salt. What kind of actual like spices do you think it will go better in? Search it up online. There's so many different ways to where you can access to get better cooking skills as a life skill to try it out. Mm-hmm. Like food is an adventure. It's a great escape as well because it warms the heart once you eat something good and it doesn't always have to be a load of junk. It's true. Any final words from either of you before we roll this off? I would also like to hear what the people, what experiences would you give to others if you could? And how would you shape that? And why would you do it? Um, I think it's very important to ask why in terms of what you want to get out of a goal or success and, and sharing that experience with someone. And there are so many things that by sharing it, it makes the experience so much greater. Yeah. So I would like you to also try that experience. Let us know how it's been. Yeah. Um, I hope that you have a fantastic week. I think we all hope you have a fantastic week and a time and that you push yourself this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. What I was going to say there as well, the whole reason like we do ones like this as well mm. is it's for you. It's for the days when you're feeling low or the days you feel like life is just not going well. Yeah. remember these kind of experiences that you've had mm. because at that moment in time you might feel like you haven't got no money or you don't think you're going to make it through the week mm-hmm. and all those kind of things well remember the time you went with your friends on that great holiday remember the times you went to that great party remember that time you know you had a day off and you just relaxed you got to remember the great experiences that you have in life because life is not a week or two weeks or just a month like life is built over many many years and it all comes together like there's never always going to be a great continuous good day every day through life you have to get through the bad and the bad days and continue to go and get it good but as long as the good overweights the bad you're doing all right so just get through those small unhealthy days and get back on track and you'll be fine i hope you have learned something i hope you've smiled i hope you've enjoyed it guys from MM Talks, we love you wherever you are. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning. Have a fantastic time. We are over and out. out.